Good morning, Sanmonani Tumelang. Hello, it's your girl Lulu back with another episode of Luluology. Today I'm here with my baby, with my favorite munch, with my classmate. Fidel. <laughs> Say hi to the people. Hi. And today we're gonna to be talking about the queer community. And we're going to be talking about predators within the queer community. As you all know, or not all, but um, in 2019, I did this episode where with um, another friend, Lerato. And we spoke about, you know, like, predators in the queer community. At the time, I was, you know, freshly 19. Huh? No, I did that in 2020. Yo. Yes, I was 19 in 2020. Um, so I spoke about predators in the queer community. And now that I'm... 22 closer to some of the people's age i'm like my perception of a lot of things has changed and you know i i need to speak about it and who better to speak about it with than someone who has the seven evil crewmen (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's what we're going to be speaking about today (laughs) um so yeah um trigger warning uh we're going to be speaking about Grooming. Uh, probably some sexual assault. Uh, dub con or dubious consent. <laughs> what? They just fanficked us. <laughs> dub con. <laughs> um, so as they mentioned, uh, dub con, dubious consent. Um, grooming. That's a big one. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, any other warnings I can think of? Uh, gay boy meanness, you know. <laughs> gay boy meanness. Yeah. Um, I think also just like um, we're gonna mention a little bit of fetishization. Oh, for sure. For sure. So we're gonna be speaking about fetishization. What else? Nothing else. No. I think we're good there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is your trigger warning. Um. Uh, if you don't feel like you're in the space to listen to any of these type of conversations or to have these type of conversations, it's completely okay for you to tune out now. We will see you next time on Luluology. Okay. <laughs> Luluology. Yeah, okay. On a Sunday evening. Okay, so... Get down on it. Get down singing. on it. You will not catch me singing for a podcast. That's where I draw the line. Um, so if Adele and I know each other through school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're classmates. Yeah, we're... Cl- and they were classmates. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're good friends. Mm? Mm-hmm. Great friends, even. Um, I am being threatened. Uh, they've got me <laughs> locked up. I, I'm having to not long, but. <laughs> um, and we're both working on our, you know, postgrad together, which is very exciting. Um, and we share many things, like being queer. Uh, we're both queer. And while Fidel has seven evil groomers, I only have four. Uh, so I'm still catching up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
character is, right? That like the older you get, the harder they are to come across. <laughs> really? Um, what there was that thing on TikTok that was like, um, they only want you when you're seventeen. When you're twenty one, you're no fun. Yeah, I was apparently at my hottest at fifteen. Like fifteen me, was my peak. For me, my peak may have just been seventeen or eighteen. Uh, when I was going to clubs and willing to talk to anyone who talked to me. I'm so real. Yeah. So real. But now that like I ask you things, I ask you inappropriate questions like, how old are you? <laughs> um, please, if you're older than my dad, don't talk to me. You're <laughs> suddenly like I'm the bad guy. Yeah, suddenly you're the bad person in this uh, in this situation. So, um, you know, 15, 16, 17, that was my peak. I will never be as hot as I was 15, 16, 17. Um, 18, they were just like, Phew. bye. For me, it must have been when I turned 20. Mm. When I was no longer like... Well, how do you say? Barely legal? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when like... Barely legal twink? No. <laughs> when I stopped like being ID, they were like... Ah! <sighs> Not gonna do it for me! <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, like... I got a boyfriend. I got a partner when I was 18. Uh, so like... Uh, Oh, yeah, no, uh, one of my groomers, I actually got a partner and one of my groomers was my friend at the time and they got so angry, but we're going to get into that uh, more in the podcast. Okay, so, um, (laughs) (laughs) so Fidel and I are both queer um, and I think we both came out at very different times in our lives. I came out when I was a little older. I think I came out to my mom when I was like, 18 but like socially to my friends i came out when i was like 17 um but leading up to me coming out i denied being queer um for my life um <laughs> my friends would be like you you just kissed a girl you're kind of like and what um, about it and i'm uh, like, <laughs> like, like what <laughs> No, you, what? Need, you need to understand, right, that, like, sometimes when a girl kisses a girl, it's not, it's not in, like, a gay way, no? <laughs> it's very, uh, I feel like you, if you listen to Hamilton, you'll know this. Not because they're related. Yeah. because there's that audio, audio clip of, it must be, like, a nine-year-old. It's basically the mother recording the nine-year-old re- reacting to being caught on the computer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it, uh, for context, he was watching tentacle porn. Um, oh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> but he's like, no, it was a virus, and you know, my pants are down because my 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 pants came loose, and I stood up, and they fell down. You know, it was a virus, and I was trying to delete it. You know, I was done with it. Fidel is very chronically online, so we're we're they trying to find the video right now. Fidel, we don't need the video. We're no, okay. No, 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 we don't need the sound. We're so okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I came out when I was Pause. Fidel. <laughs> no, I was, I was searching around the mom, mom. I was searching around the internet, and all of a sudden, I I was downloading this thing, and I got a computer virus. I want to see it. Show me what you were downloading. I randomly, I already deleted the virus. Okay. My pants were slipping and I was pulling them off and getting back on the chair. I got scared. 
Lulu, that's Lulu. Every time her friends are like, you're gay. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh my gosh. Um, as y'all can tell, Fidel's a little and like. It's the gay boy meanest that we warned about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very mean. Um, as I was saying, uh, so like I was in complete denial of me being like queer just because like at that point I was just like, if I'm queer, then like I'm going three for three in terms of being like a disappointing child. Uh, it turns out being queer was not my most disappointing factor. Um, <laughs> power to you. Power That's gay to rights. <laughs> gay rights. Um, gay excellency. Um, but yeah, so I came out. So I first came out as bi. Then I came out as lesbian. Then I came out as pansexual. And now I'm just queer. Um, what I mean is I'll probably date anyone who's not a cis heterosexual man. I wish we got pickier, hey? Because yes, yes. <laughs> when, Lulu me- when Lulu says they'll date anyone, <laughs> unfortunately they mean it. <laughs> you be careful. <laughs> you be careful. I warned about the Game Boy um... Meanness and I'm delivering the Game Boy Meanness. I thought you meant in your story. I don't think <laughs> you are going to be the Game Boy Meanness. But um, quite literally, I'm willing to date any person who I think is a good person. Um, now Lulu's just lying to you. <laughs> Fidel is not a fan of my romantic history, nor my romantic present. We're not going to get into it, but just know that today... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Fidel is a bit, um... How do you say... Judgmental? Are we about to get homophobic? <laughs> are you going to call me sassy? <laughs> I bet, yeah. <laughs> of my choices. Also, Fidel, just like, um, yeah. There's a lot of things Fidel doesn't agree with. Um, like white people being in existence for one thing. In my uh, defense. <laughs> and we're not going to get into it today, but if you knew my stories, you'd get it. You'd yeah, get it. Yeah, there's a few things to say about white people. Um, but we are segueing <laughs> away I, from the actual podcast. Shame, let me give you my coming out story. Uh, with my friends, uh, I was probably like 12 or 13, mm-hmm. like grade seven. Yeah, like grade seven, that's 12. Um, when I was first starting to do it, it was a lot of like, very sappy you know for a few friends i wrote them a letter for a few friends you know the pov you're 12 on bbm um it was on bbm as well with the first person i came out to uh you know a lot of like would you still love me (laughs) (laughs) if i were if i were gay uh to my parents uh this was right before my 14th birthday and my oldest sibling had just come out as a lesbian maybe like a year prior are they single they (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) Um, and then I, for my 14th birthday, wanted to get my ears pierced, and my parents were very, like, against it, because I was a boy, and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? Uh, one night I couldn't sleep, so at, like, four in the morning, keeping in mind I shared a bed- bedroom with my brother at the time, I, at four in the morning, with a piece of chalk, wrote the fattest fucking coming out story on my wall. Like, the story was, like, about the size of my door, how big, like, I was just writing, 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 some fucking sob story. Because also it was four in the morning and I was 13. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm going back to bed. 
uh, my brother wakes up and sees it and he's like, but are you okay? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, he shows it to my parents. My mom hugs me. It's very sweet. I then got my ears pierced. So... Oh, my... Yeah. All you needed to do was come out. Who knew? And I have since, as far as my parents are aware, done nothing about it. I've not ever introduced a boy to be like, that's my boyfriend. It's been six, seven years. So sometimes you just come out for ear piercings. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no. So my family was very much like, oh, like she's not gonna come home with a girl or anything, and I didn't. <laughs> um, um, I still have not. Life's uh, easy when you get no bitches. <laughs> but, uh, but also, like, um, like when I did like have a partner, my mom was like, so, and I'm like, well, they they, they trans. And I was like, what? I was like. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, who are they? <laughs> Show me. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so before I met my then partner, um, who y'all know I'm not the biggest fan of. Oh, um, I hate them. Oh. It's on site, actually. Oh. Goodness. I mean, with the context of I'm always just down to throw hands, I feel like that'd be such a fun physical sensation to punching. So, like, keep that in mind when I say I'm ready to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fidel does not fight. Has not fought. Well, uh, uh, uh. I have one... I'm going to say... Two out of the three of the fist fights I've been in. I'm so proud of you. Granted, I was maybe nine years old at the oldest one. But, like... Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah. So, uh, they're not a fan of my ex-partner. Um... <laughs> Any, all of them. Oh, I, I have tr- one ex-partner. Any like bitch really kisses, I'm like, that's messy. The issue is like, really likes to kiss frogs. With what goal in mind, I can't tell you. Um, I am being... This is... Uh, stop dragging me. Um, so, uh, when I was about 15, I got like really serious on Twitter. And on hey? Twitter... Like, you and me both, but yikes. Yikes. <laughs> um, and I, like, was on Twitter and I was, like, I came out after just being, like, a supporter. I was such a big ally. Hmm. Such a big ally. 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 Um, I was Valentina. Um, and then I came out and, like, I had a bunch of people who were, like, older queer people. So, like, I'm 15. This person's maybe 24, 25. Um, yes. Now at 22, nothing at, in me even allows me to look at a 19-year-old, never mind a, a oh, Actually, if we're going cho- chrono- me. Um, chronologically, yeah. then let me actually start with, I was in grade 8 at the time, uh, because of course, you know, like... Yeah, bestie. Uh, I was in grade 8 at the time, 13, uh, I was doing a school play, and because it was like a small school, it was a pretty small play. Uh, which would mean that I would, like, hang out with the entire cast, one of them being a matric boy. Uh, he played the piano, and I spent most of the play standing by the piano. So it was like, okay, we started Natural talking. progression. Yeah. Uh, he then proceeds to ask my... Also 13-year-old, he was, like, 18 at the time. He proceeds to ask my 13-year-old best friend out. Um, he, like, corners him or something. He's like, hey, uh, something, something. Do you want to, like, go on a date or whatever? My best friend's like, no, I'm straight. Sorry. Two weeks later, he asks me out. Mm. Um, he said, I know what you are. <laughs> the worst, and like, 
fair enough for the time. I thank God for the time. Uh, I did say no. Uh, oh, no, I'm lying. I first, because we were about to go and play badminton or whatever. Uh, he asked me before the badminton, badminton session. It's like... I know what it is. I'm just shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember, because he asked me like right before, and then I was like, can I think about it? I remember the entire time I was playing, I was wearing kind of short, silky shorts that were like a little too tight. Because also, I was 13. My legs were getting longer, you know, I was like, I didn't have like size appropriate clothing. And the entire time I was playing, I was like, this man's looking at my ass. I don't want this man looking at my ass. Because <laughs> uh, I was 13 and he was 18. Uh, then the next day I'm like, hey, no, I don't think I want that right now. Uh, and then we were chill. Uh, he was like, okay, cool. Uh, later I found out that my future best friend was also groomed by him. Um, so that was fun. Uh, another story before the age of 15, I would have been... Are you going like in order of I'm like the different... seven the seven evils? Yes, that was the first of the seven evils. That's the first of the seven evils, okay. Uh, the next one, this isn't a seven evils thing, but it is very like queer groomy. Um, I... How old are you in grade nine? Fifteen. Fifteen. So I would have been 14. I remember being in grade nine natural science and being like, I want to have a boyfriend. I want a gay boyfriend. Uh, but also I'm 14, so I don't really know that many gay people. What I ended up doing was downloading Grindr. Ooh. Uh, and like, at the time I was like, okay, I'm only going to talk to the 18-year-olds because they're age-appropriate, which, not even. Mm. Uh, but I was also 14 on so I couldn't expect to find like 15-year-olds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did end up deleting it very quickly because someone with a blank profile messaged me with my government name that wasn't on my Grindr profile. No! <laughs> I saw that and I was like, never mind, delete my account so quickly. Uh, but yeah, like that grinder thing, that's very like, uh, go up to a gay man, ask him how he's doing, give him a hundred grand, right? Then be like, when did you first download grinder? And when I say, you'll hear like the most like scary ages, mm. especially because with grinder, there's, when I say that there's no psychological torture that any government could give you. <laughs> that was worse than being on Grindr. I remember once I was on Grindr for one weekend, not even a full weekend, maybe 36, 48 hours. In that time, I think, no, I guess I was on Grindr for a weekend. I got nudes from 36 people. Wow. Unprompted. One of them, he sent me a picture of his ass. Can I swear? Yeah. He sent me a picture of like his butthole, right? But, (laughs) Along with it was a paragraph about how he wanted me to piss in him. And then also the photo of his ass. I don't know how to describe it, but it was like gaping. Oh my god. In a scary way. Fidel. So like, with all of these in mind, like, this is definitely not somewhere you want an entire demographic to be on as teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's fair enough, because it's a thing of like, where else you, I was also like the only out gay guy in my school for all five years of high school mm. all five six years of high school like some have come out since but like even if I wanted I couldn't date in my high school mm. like the only like I had to like meet queer people elsewhere and like sometimes that's just not an option so like I get it but it's also a thing of by god does it fuck you up you know mm. if you're mm. underage and on grinded delete it <laughs> if you know anyone on grinded tell them to delete it 
Yeah, well, I think, like, that that's a lot of commentary on, like, how queer children lack the space to be able to, like, explore with people who are their age mates. We don't have any spaces for queer children to... And then also, if you're not getting... Sorry. If you're not getting, like... If you're not comfortable with the adults in your life, if they're not willing to offer queer, inclusive sex, you're not going to have anyone to go talk to about these issues and these feelings. Yeah, you know? Exactly, yes. Like, that was my my biggest thing. Um, so when, like, I was 15, 16, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm queer. What the fuck about the sex? Like, which... Yes, I grew up very quickly because I was on the internet at a very young age. But so... AO3, fanfic.net... Wattpad. Pornhub. They're not... I'm thinking, am I going to tell the story? <laughs> okay, let me continue what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you want to go to people who can help you, like, speak about your feelings, speak about the sexual desires, speak about... Like, you know, it's it's wild. I'm, I'm 22, and only now am I realizing, oh, I really enjoy penetrative sex. Like, ooh, did I just say that? I mean, my story's going to be so much better. <laughs> <than why. laughs> like, and like, it's like, okay, I enjoy this. I enjoy doing this. I, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you don't have that space to talk about, like, with other queer people. Because the first time I realized that it's because I had a conversation with another queer girl, um, our mutual friend, uh, uh. No, no, no. <laughs> like, you know, so, like, I'm getting this information from, like, someone I recently met. Um, and we're speaking about it. And, like, I'm now going through my own head. And I'm like, oh, oh actually, this is something I like. Um, and it's like, uh, wah, 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 wah. oh, this is normal for being queer. Or, like, wah, 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 wah. this is not normal for being queer. That's actually, like, a, a trauma response. I need to speak to my therapist about that. You know, so having queer people your age around you who are still experiencing life and desires and at the same pace you are mm. instead of speaking to someone who's 26 27 who's gone through what you've gone through and then like don't have the patience to also, be there as you're going through and we're it. gonna find out why because we've gone through one of the seven um so we're gonna find out why but like i personally do not trust and, like, to this day, actually, like, sometimes, like, one of my driving instructors was, like, a 40-year-old gay man. Mm. And when he first... And so we started doing lessons, like, during the pandemic. So I was wearing a mask for most of my lessons. Maybe lesson three. He's like, you can take the mask if you, are, if you want or whatever. Or he wants to see my face or something. And I take my mask off. And then he comments on how pretty I am. Ooh. And, like, thanks. But also, when that happened, I started sweating. Because I was like, I don't trust all the queer people like this you know yeah like unless you immediately get into a very parental role with me i don't trust you to not make it weird mm. um mm. so it's a thing of like you don't want to as like a 15 year old be talking to a 25 year old for sex ed because that's how you get groomed that's how you get groomed and that's basically how my well this isn't my first but like my most prominent memory also because this person is someone who's still very active on twitter still very active within queer circles um is that this person was teaching me about being um about about, about we were talking about sex mm. and i'm 50, 15 16 and they like well you're a sub i'm like huh? 
What's going on? And like, look, thinking about it now, if I were talking to a 15 year old and they were telling me about their, what they think they'd like sexually, I wouldn't say you're a sub. I'd say something more along the lines of maybe you're into being submissive. Yeah. You know? But like, when you're 15, you don't know to clock that difference, mm. you know? Mm hmm. So they're like, you're a sub. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, obviously, I knew a lot of, like, BDSM, like, because I was there when Fifty Shades of Grey was on Wattpad. <laughs> when Fifty Shades of Grey was on Wattpad, I was there. When it was still about Edward and Bella, I was there, you know. Well, actually, not, okay, for context, we're students. I have <laughs> to get in my academic bag. What this conversation reminded me of is uh, one of the readings we did was discussing the relationship between Africa and the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and how colonial, coloniality or like colonialism happened or whatever specifically in relation to Christianity, mm. with how by teaching these people about Christianity, they were positioning themselves as the ultimate source of knowledge. Yes. As the forever teacher and positioning the Africans as the forever student. Yeah. Which sets up this constant power dynamic. And mm. I think that's something simpler, similar that's happening with your groomer. Yeah, with speaking to people about it. And it was like, it, it got weird like very quickly Fidel is popping their back, if you're wondering what that... Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're not going to get some good sounds. Oh, I'm my sorry. goodness. Call they me just when like, I wake up. They just, like, started popping everywhere. <laughs> um, like, popping like it's hot. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But, you know, so, like, I'm being put in this position where I'm a 15, 16-year-old. I'm being told that I'm this. And then I'm being mm. told, send pictures of you doing this and do Which... this. And I'm like how is this gonna help me learn but you know what okay i trust you you're you're well trusted like everyone i'm mutuals with on twitter you're mutuals with Mm. um and you're 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 involved with someone i look up to immensely like yes okay cool um tell me more like you know so they like send pictures of you doing this and pictures of you doing this how would you feel about this how do you feel and these are like graphic sexual things they're saying to me and i'm just like "Uh uh-huh Okay, because also I didn't have healthy sexual boundaries. Mm, because I'm, you're a child. Because I'm a child. But um, no one to talk to about sex. About sex. And I remember I was like tweeting a lot about sex at the time. Cause... Because you're a whole... <laughs> I need you guys to know. I'm assuming we've all been teenagers. But there is no por- force more powerful than a horny teenager. <laughs> But I'm also just curious. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, this. you're flooded with hormones. You know nothing. Yeah. All you know is that rubbing it feels good. <laughs> and that's a high you're willing to chase. Yeah. And it's like, that's when some of my most egregious tweets about sex came out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and these are things that I hadn't experienced. But because I was talking to this person who had experienced them or had told me about them because they like they were randomly like one day like you know what i want to do to you and i was like what and they were like i want to strap you down what the fuck is a strap i'm now googling (laughs) what the fuck is a strap before i respond and that's the first time like i tweeted the most egregious sex tweets ever like i remember one is like oh um plastic so good i'm burping tupperware for a week what was that except teenager (laughs) like who else could make that up except a horny horny teenager i mean who had no sexual boundaries i stopped using twitter much younger like before i started getting horny uh, (laughs) because good what had happened was i was 13 on twitter and then my best friend's mom followed me on twitter and i stopped tweeting that day (laughs) (laughs) like i'm 
Because I was like, how do, what do I tweet about when my best friend's mom is following Yeah, like, what do I say? So it's but, like... Um, like, if you look at... Like, you can't look at it now, but, like, if I look at my archived Instagram posts, some of them are like, we're a tad too horny for a virgin. Uh, we're a tad too horny for a virgin who can't drive. Um, <laughs> aged 15 and a half. You know, it's very yeah, like... Yeah, And, like, I took them down because... And, like, back on our topic, every once in a while... And, like, even if they were old posts, like, they could have been, like, 20 posts deep. Every once in a while, a random grown man would have gone through my feed and liked that one specifically. Yeah. Where I was 14 and topless. You know, and it's like, I don't... I don't like that. I, like, yeah, I'm no longer 14, so you can DM me now. I won't reply, but, like, you can DM me now. <laughs> but it's like, I don't like that you're going out of your way to find photos of me as a minor. Mm. In my minor horniness, you know? Yeah. And, like, I didn't have Instagram at that point. Um, I remember, though, um, I did start an in- Instagram account. It's private, thank God. And there's one picture where I'm, like, the picture was because I had an older, straight friend who was very, like, big on posting, like, sexual. Like, she, she was, like, this is sexual, like, positivity. This is, like, mm. and I'm, like, oh, okay. I didn't realize, like, it's different because she's 18 and I'm 15. Yeah. Um, me posting a picture of myself in a panty and a, a bra. A lot of different connotations. Yeah. You know, and I'm very lucky that that page is private. I can't even access it. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot the pin. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, it's a private page and, like, no one has access to it except, like, maybe someone I went to high school with. Um, but also, like, what are the chances? What are the chances? it has like 13 followers um <laughs> but it's like you know you as a minor you go out of your way to be more sexual i think as you're coming into yourself and it's the adult's responsibility in the situation to say so no like, to I mean, say like, that's not right one moment that was very like interesting emotionally for me it must have been either like it must have been late last year. No, mid last year. And then again, late last year, I was on whatever dating site. Uh, at one point it was Tinder, at one point it was Grindr. Mm. And I I was 20 at the time. So like I was allowing my thing to show like 18 year olds. Uh, Cause I was like- Two years that way, two years yeah, that yeah, way. Two years either way. Yeah. Uh, and then one 18 year old I started talking to on Tinder and I was really liking it. Uh, at some point I'm like, oh, so what are you studying? And she's like, oh, I'm in matric. And then I'm like, okay, how's matric treating you? Cause I was like, let, let me be respectful. Uh, she was like, oh, my tricks going well or whatever. And I'm like, hey, just by the way, I'm about to be graduating my first degree while you're in matric. And I feel like even though our age gap's only two years, mm. this, like, emotional gap is, is a bit, way too big. It's a bit, like, you know, I don't want to be in, because I was, like, third year uni, third year bachelor's while she was in matric. And I was like, we're just in different headspaces right now. Completely. Like, you're applying to universities for undergrad first year. I'm applying to honors programs. You know, it's very, like... We're not in the same space. And that's okay. Like, and I messaged her and I was like, hey, this is a situation. If you want, we can become mutuals on Instagram and then start talking again. Either once you're in uni or after your first degree. Like, up to you. And she was like, okay, after my first degree. Because she was like, yeah, that is actually a weird emotional age gap. Yeah. She was like, so after her first degree. We're mutuals now. We've not spoken since. But in, what, like, two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like such a weirdo just waiting for this person. But But I get it. In two and a half years, if she's still thinking about me after, like, two and a half, three years of not talking, 
then she can message like there's still space for her there's to message, still space, for yeah. her to message me again. Mm, mm, mm. And then another thing happened at the end of last year. So I just finished my degree. Another eight-year-old from Grinder starts talking to me because he was like, "Oh, we matched on Tinder." In my head, I was like, "I want his pants." <laughs> he had nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I find out that he just matriculated. And I was like, "Yeah, again, this doesn't make." And like, knowing that, and then thinking about like all of the, mm. the adults. Mm. I'm saying adults because they're all adults mm. who found out my age and then continued to be weirdos. It's very like, whoa! I didn't even break a sweat. Whoa! You know, like because I'm 22 now, and I remember 22 year olds who spoke to me. But like, I'm thinking about now about the 32 year olds and the 30 year olds and the 29 and like, year olds them, who were speaking to me when I was 15, 16, 17, or 32 year olds who were trying to get me to move out of my mom's house and move in with them. When I was in matric and saying, like, move in with me, like, you can, like, Uber, like, to school. And they asked me to move to Joburg. So, um, people in Gauteng, um, for now, I'm going to explain very quickly. So, you have Pretoria. Which is a different city. <laughs> which is a different city. I was going to school in Pretoria. And this person was trying to convince me to move to Parktown in Johannesburg with them. They're like, move in with me. I'll treat you so well. I care about you. Like, you don't need to be away from me. Uh, Like, move in with me. And I'm like, about to turn eight. I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, I'm not the smartest. But you're not the best. I'm not moving in with a 30-year-old. That I barely know. And also, like, on this, I must say, like, one of the few songs that, like, just from the jump, like, because of the song itself that really, like, shot me in the heart was Demi Lovato's 29 from their album. Mm, mm, is it mm. Fuck You? I... What's The album's name is, like, Holy Fuck, right? Yeah. Um, the song is basically... With the, the finally yeah. 29. Funny, just like you were at the time, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the bit being like 1729, because it's about their relationship with Vilma Valdrama yeah. of that 70s show fame, uh, who dated them when he was 29 and they were 17. Yeah. And for six years, actually, like they broke up like a while, like after a long while. Mm. Um, Vilma was also notorious for doing that with a lot of other people. So like, yeah, yeah, once a groomer, always a groomer. But yeah, it's very like listening to those lyrics. It's very like. Because also that's around the age of, like, a lot of the people on my, like, seven evil groomers list. Mm. Which is very, like, if it already feels shit now, it's probably going to feel so much worse when I'm that age. And I'm really contextualized, you know? Because, like, I'm 22. I I still have 10 years to get to where they were. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I still have 10 years to get to where they were. 32 is a weird age age to be interacting with a 17 year old high schooler the high schooler i had nothing going for me like (laughs) grade 11 exam (laughs) and you were so intent on getting me naked on seeing me do weird things and like i got like recruited into this weird mess where like and i think this is also why some of my romantic and like sexual things are so weird because like i was being like told this is polyamory and this is this and like this is sex this, this is, is what's sex. supposed to this feel is what's good. supposed to feel good this is what's supposed to happen you're a submissive do this don't do that do that da, 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 da. and while i wasn't thank god having sex with these people 
They were still your sexual education. They were still my sexual education. And one of the people actually was living in uh, the city we now live in while I was living in Pretoria. And they, when I told them that I was coming the side for uni, they were like, don't look for res. Instead, move in with me. Um, and they sent me a picture of a couch. And they were like, I'm going to bend you over this couch. And I'm, and I was... That was the first time I was like, whoa, this is actually weird. You have your degree. You're working. You're earning you a salary. in metric currently. To move in with you? You're telling me I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to... What am I? It was the first time I ever like, took a step back and said... Because to be real, I didn't think that queer women... Would be, be predatory. Could be predatory, you know? So I'm like, for the first time ever, I took a step back and I said, what the fuck is happening? This is not normal. But also, I'm 17, 18. I'm like, this is not normal, but I don't know what being queer is. Mm. And what is normal within the queer community. But like, I just don't feel this right in my soul. So... Eventually, I get a partner, and this is the person who got very upset. They were like, they stopped speaking to me. Um, and they were like, you and I, we had an understanding. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I must say, with almost every, like, groomer on my list, there's always a moment for me where they'll just say something or do something. And I'm always like, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> what relationship are we talking what about? What relationship are we talking They were like, we had a relationship. And at the time, they were dating multiple people. We weren't dating. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lot of things. But I would have never dated this person. And they were like, we had an understanding. I thought you would tell me if you got another partner. I'm like, another partner? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, it was so jarring to just be like, we're not even on the same planet. Never mind the same page. Like, what are we doing right now? And, like, this person was in my life from the time I was 15 up until I was 18. That's a long time for someone to be in my life. And, and they a waited. fundamental time too. Hey? Yeah. And they waited until I was 18 to start asking for the nudes, for the this, for the that. Which... For the video calls where they'd be like, take off your pants. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa, blah, blah, my network. <laughs> <laughs> and it just never felt like you could say no because it feels like you owe this person for teaching you. Mm. Which is, like, exactly the point that they're trying to... Yes, so I love that you've put that together with this idea of them being the ultimate source of knowledge and the forever teacher and you just being the the forever forever student and forever in debt. Because that's what it feels like. I think also, to speak to the entitlement of groomers, uh, groomer number two, because now we're, like, moving up chronically. Yeah. We're never going to get through this list, though. Yeah, no, unfortunately. (laughs) We might have to do a part two. Groomer number two, I was, I told, I just told this story earlier, but I was uh, underage going to gay clubs. Yeah. Uh, because I was 17 and drinking anyway, and I was tired of drinking at straight clubs. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the one gay club that I knew about was more catered toward an older crowd, but because I also was, it was my first time at this club, I didn't like know that, so I didn't know like what to expect or anything. Uh, so I go to this club, I'm 17, 
I also like lying about my age because I'm 17. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not like not telling people my age. At some point I'm dancing and then this one person in drag comes up to me. We start dancing. We start making out or whatever. I also make up with, make out with another drag queen that night. But like I didn't see the second one ever again. Mm-hmm. So that one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting you in that position. Yeah. Uh, ask people's ages, I guess. Uh, Which is like such a good, like also I feel like people are being very like, um, dishonest when they say you can't tell when someone a little yeah you can look at someone and be like huh especially because uh i later found out that the person i'm talking about now agreement number two would have been about maybe 31 at the time like so even if you didn't think i was 17 i wouldn't have looked older than 21 which is already like so why are you talking to me why are you talking to me uh, but we make out, and I think that's the end of it. I go home. Oh, I'm lying. We make out. At some point, homie tries to get me to go home with them, so like have a one night stand. I didn't do that because I was like, I don't know how my friends are getting home, so I'm not leaving them. Mm. Keeping in mind that all my friends were girls, so I was like, ah. I'm stupid, but I'm I'm not a fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I then they send me their number or whatever. The more in the morning, I block them because I'm like, I'm bored of you. I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna go to your house. Uh, then two years later, I'm like 19 at this point, maybe, yeah, like about 19. They see me again, like two, we've not spoken in two years because they've been blocked. We also met at the club and never saw each other again. Two years later, they see me at some bar and I like see their face and I like smile at them because I like kind of recognize them and they like wave at me or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's done with it. I don't know who this person is, whatever. They then come up to me and they're like, why are you ignoring me? Mm. Why are you upset with me? Someone that they've not spoken to in two years. And, like, I really do think that speaks to... The entitlement. The entitlement of, like... Yeah. You don't go for people who look that young unless you're expecting something from them. Mm, mm. And you don't go for people that young because you want them to be defiant. Or you want them to move in ways that aren't for you. You know? Mm. You don't go... You, like, you don't go for minors if you want someone assertive with the backbone, you know? Yeah. So when they are... Not groveling for you It's very like How dare you, you How know? dare you I'm older I know more Do you know what I could do for you Do you know what I could And it's It's always like Those kind of talking points That always get me I'm always just like Where are we Like are we on the same planet Um But yeah And also it's like People will Like groomers will Tear down Your sense of self all abusers because mm. we're separating groomers from abusers but it's, it's groomers the just same a thing you know it's like just it's a, a specific subset. type of abuser. abusive and with all abusers they will tear down your self-esteem like i'll never forget the the 32 year old i went on a date with who then told me that you know i normally only go on dates with baddies um Which, you're not my type evil evil imagine i was like <laughs> trying not to go mind you i paid for the date with my mom's car <laughs> but it's like you know like i'm like what is happening you know when you're so confused i think that was my biggest thing i was very very confused in terms of like then why are you here why are you saying these things why are you saying like like i'm not pretty enough why are you why are you trying to tear me down? And I won't lie, they succeeded because I was, I just felt so horrible about myself. Um, like, even the person I went on a date with 
doesn't think I'm pretty enough. Like they think they're doing me a favor. And I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, that's just abusive behavior. That's just them being abusive, them trying to tear down your self-esteem. What is it called? Negging. Negging. You're negging me. And I didn't know that wasn't normal until later. Like, where are we on earth right now? And it's always just trying to come to, like, Fidel just pulled out a list (laughs) (laughs) of the seven people. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the list was in reference to uh, Ramona Flowers' uh, Seven Evil Exes, because me and her, it's one of them. Shitty taste, magnetic pixie dream girls, baddies who roll the bait. You know, like, mm. that's me and my t- twin flame for real. Tw- twin! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also I think what's interesting about these weirdos, like these characters, is that they know that your button came loose is what I'm saying. Just <laughs> <laughs> like your boobs are out. Like it's funny you to know. But um, they know that they're being weird. Because one story, this was while I was in res still. Uh, and because of timelines, this is while I was underage in res. Um, and I was talking to this guy on Instagram. And, uh, you know, we were horny talking. I, I love a good horny talk. Uh, and then I'm basically like, I think we are like, hinting at, like, coming over or whatever. I'm like, oh, you can come to my restroom or whatever. He specifically said he wanted to do Netflix and cuddles. And I was like, oh, do you mean have sex? And he was like, no, 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 Netflix and cuddles. And I was like, go, what the fuck? I'm not inviting you all the way to my restroom, walking up four flights of fucking stairs to cuddle. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're nasty. <laughs> but, yeah, like, keeping in mind, I was horny and 17. Um, and then at some point, like, right before, like, we're making like finalized plans or whatever. I'm like, oh, before we continue, how old are you? All right. And he was like, oh no. And I was like, in my head, I was like, what do you mean? Oh no. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Why do you think that your age is going to be a problem? If your age isn't actually a problem. Yeah. He proceeded to then, uh, I think, I think what had happened was prior when I was getting a hint that like he might be a bit old for me, I made a comment about how, at some point, oh, for context, his age is 26, right? He was 26. Oh. Maybe 24 at the time. Oh. Uh, at some point, I'd made a comment about how, oh, he couldn't come over because my parents grounded me. Like, they spoke to the, like, people in charge of res. I was lying, of course. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Uh, he spoke to, like, this receptionist at res or whatever and was like, oh, don't let Phil have guests. I'm grounded because of underage drinking. I specifically said underage drinking to be like, I'm underage. And he was like, no, 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 we can work around it. And then I think I was like, oh, how old are you? And then I was like, oh. And it's like, so you know that as a 17-year-old, I wouldn't feel comfortable having sex with you, a 24-year-old, and yet you're still here trying to have sex with me. Yeah. You know, it's very like, if you know it's a problem, then why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is Grimmer number three, by the way. I just said we're, like, keeping on. Like, whoever's, like... <laughs> You're taking <laughs> notes. You know, because it's going to be on the test. <laughs> At the end of the podcast episode. But I love that, like, um, we know that these people know that they're doing something wrong. They just don't care. They just don't care. And at the end of the day, it's always flipped on the person who gets groomed. 
why did you allow that to happen to yourself? Why were you speaking to someone older? Why were you doing this? Why were you doing that? Make safe spaces for queer children to meet up with other queer children and we wouldn't be in the situation. But also it's like, if every queer child, almost every queer child has a story about a weird, okay, story. Literally this year, um, on the armchair balcony, I met a first year and I was like, and they were telling me that they were going on a date tomorrow, the next day. And I was like, yo, who are you going on a date with? And their friends just start going out of it. They're like, oh, I'll tell you who they're going on a date with. <laughs> and they're like, this person is 29. And I'm like, how old are you? 18. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And like, all because also like for context, I don't have a lot of like gay male friends or whatever, but like the ones that I do and like have spoken to, so many of them, like if you ask them about the oldest person that they'd had sex with, ages that would give your mother a fright. Yeah. Like I've got one friend who lost his virginity aged, he was aged 18 at the time, he lost his virginity in the back of a car by a field to, I'm tempted to say a 30 or 40 year old man that he'd met on grind, and it's like, I can't judge him for what he did as, like, a horny, inexperienced 18-year-old, you know, like... Yeah. But also, like, there's a lot of pressure to, like, start having sex, like, explore things. I get it. That adult man did not have this guy's best interest, because why were they fucking in a field? First of all. You know, I've got... Can you even get an Airbnb? Some respect. Not even a blow-up mattress. Some respect. You know, um, another one... He was sugar daddying the same year that he lost his virginity, you know? And these grown men were enjoying paying him age 19. These men were ranged from, like, mid-40s to mid-50s. We're enjoying having sex with this, like, inexperienced... I'm gonna have to say kid. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, it's like... 19-year-old means a kid. 19-year-old guy who had sex for the first time, like, just then? Kid. Kid. I mean, I have been having sex, um, my my first consensual sexual experience was with my partner. Um, so I'm gonna say I've been having sex since I was, like, 19. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly consensual. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. Um. But my first consensual, like, uh, sexual experiences was, were with my ex-partner. And, um, if, like, I only started having sex at 19, and then I had sex with the same person, and I didn't have sex throughout the age 21. I said, Jesus, I need, I need healing, <laughs> divine intervention. And, like, now I'm 22, and I'm, like, ready to have sex again. So scared. It feels like I'm inexperienced and a virgin again which i I am i hate to say it uh your virginity resets every year every new year resets and and i'm 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 sometimes even every month don't worry about it it's like i feel so inexperienced and so like i want to have sex but like how do we go back into communicating how do i communicate with someone i want to have sex with how how do we do this i think also it's nice and like if you're young and you're listening to this I'm not saying don't have sex as a teenager. I'm more saying... Have sex with your age mates. What, have se- Yeah. Have sex with your age mates. And then also, 
only have sex with people if you're willing to if only have sex with people with whom you can have these sex-related conversations. These difficult conversations. Because they are difficult. Like, I remember the first person I ever had sex with, maybe, like, the second time we had sex or whatever, I was at his house, we had sex, I stayed the night, and we're, like, we're, we're making out throughout the night, we're, like, making out the next morning or whatever, then I go home. When I get home, I find my underwear covered in blood. Which, as someone who doesn't menstruate, fight <laughs> of my fucking <laughs> life! <laughs> Like, I know it probably isn't, like, that scary for, like, someone who doesn't. No, it's very frightening to find blood um, it's when... after sex. I get scared. And, like, the thing is, was, like, the person I was having sex with, like, I don't regret that guy, but, like, it was definitely, we weren't close enough for me to be like, hey, I found blood in my underwear. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know, I ended up speaking to my sibling. My sibling also wasn't even that old. The solution was panty liners. <laughs> Real. <laughs> Real. And, like, thank God that it wasn't a continuous bleed. You know, so the pants line is dealt with the blood that was still coming, but, like, it stopped bleeding, like, very shortly after, so it was sorted out. But, like, and then another time, I was still, I was also 17 at the time, I ended up accidentally, because I was drunk, don't have drunk sex, it's not worth it. Don't, never have drunk sex, because... Dubious consent! <laughs> yeah. Con. Um Yeah, so with that dubious consent, in the sense that, like, even if you're saying yes, as a drunk person, your ability to actually consent... Is completely... I mean, like, it's a bit better if you're both drunk. Like, if one person... It's still not good. Yeah, it's still, like... Also, it's not... The sex stuff isn't even that good. Just don't have drunk sex. As a rule, I don't have drunk sex. Um, which... <laughs> weird because i need to be at least a little tipsy for me to be like but there's a different tipsy and drunk, drunk. Um, but um like with this one where it happened was we're also in a club bathroom with mess on its own mess <laughs> we started having sex i like had condoms in my bag because i was like safe sex is key <laughs> I, I'm safe like, sex <laughs> is sexy it's <laughs> <laughs> so like condoms in my bag uh i put up the condom uh the first condom i'm like starting with it so like he helps me with it uh then we're starting to have sex with the condom on he then pulls me out of... Yeah, I pull out basically because he wanted to do some oral stuff. And then the second time I was like, I'm not starting with this condom again. So I go in normal. Uh, I then also proceed to stop having sex because I'm like, fuck, it's for the morning. I need to go home. I'm waking up at 8 in the morning. My phone's also going to die. Whatever, right? Um, I remember... Because like, the guy was a friend of a friend. I still wasn't close enough with him to talk to him about it. I then that night got back to my res room, called my sibling drunk out of my mind being like fuck i just had raw sex what the fuck am i gonna do yeah i don't know what this person has you know you... and like and... now that my friends are like having sex and i'm more experienced i also know where to go for uh sti checks i get tested for hiv regularly i'm on prep things like that mm. i'm a lot more like confident when these situations happen sort of it was prep is pre-exposure prophylaxis this, yeah basically uh... what it does it's a pull you take daily uh and it really, like, extremely, like, lowers your chances of contracting HIV, even if you're having raw sex. And I would like to remind everyone, undetectable is untransmittable. Um, so, please go check. Um, yeah. Please do your, like, go regular do- checkups. Um, take also, care like, of your sexual health. Teenagers. Catch- <laughs> catching HIV is chill if you deal, deal with it early on. It gets a lot harder to deal with the longer you wait with it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Also, there's no, like, there's no moral... 
there's no real moral attachment to sexual transmitted diseases. Yes, you know? exactly. And you know what? A lot of people are so like obsessed about HIV. There are worse things you can so, get. So yeah, like from even sex. though I'm still on prep, I'm more using it as like a backup plan. It's my plan B in the sense that I still use condoms. It's more for like I know I've been in situations where I didn't plan on having condomless sex, mm. but I did have it. Whether or not I was aware of the situation, you know, like there's a lot of like dubcon, dubcon. <laughs> Uh, type things and all. So for me, it's more like worse comes to us as long as I'm not getting HIV, you know. But also, mm. it's not going to stop you from getting chlamydia. It's not going to stop you from getting gonorrhea, gonorrhea. syphilis, genital warts, uh, genital lice, genital lice, uh, pubic lice, I think. But it's like crabs, <gasps> crabs, crabs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like. At the time, the person I was having sex with, this raw sex with, I didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to them about these. Like, hey, hey, where are we? Can we go get tested? And now, as my friends are getting old, I know I'm noticing that like not everyone's willing to have those conversations, but a lot more people are. Yeah. You know, and like, as long as you're like willing to have these conversations with these people, do what you want to do. You know, like fuck raw. I hate saying. Don't fuck. I'm just saying. Raw sex does feel good. I get it. Whoa! I get it, but like, it's not worth it if you're not doing it safely. You know. Is there a way to do raw sex safely? Like, are, you getting are we trusting the people we're having sex with? Are you doing it with people you trust? Are you doing it with people where you both get tested regularly? Are you being open about everyone else that you're sleeping with as well? Yeah. Are you ideally only having raw sex with one, with a set number of people who are also only having sex with a set number of people? Mm. Raw sex at least. Because if like me and my partner are having raw sex and then we're having sex with other people with condoms, then like it's, it's the type of thing that you need to make sure that worst comes to worst, you know what you're going to do. Yeah. You know where you're going to get tested. You know where you're going to get treatment. You know that your insurance will cover the treatment or that the treatment is free, you know? Medical aid. Sorry, in America. Don't you have insurance? Isn't insurance? Is it's not a health insurance? Isn't it? No. <laughs> in my defense, where I get prep is free, so I don't know my insurance teachers. We have medical aid, um, uh, Medicare. No, that's American too. So I'm with Medshield, I think. Are you with Medshield? I think so. I'm with. Oh. Ah. Okay, so just found out that Mr. Can't shut the fuck up. Can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> just found out that Fidel cannot shut their mouth. If it makes you um, feel any better, uh, I did get that exact comment on one of my essays. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do not care. They mock our essays any which way. Um, but there will be a part two posted on the same day. There will be a part two that I will post on the same day. I am not going to make you wait for the part two. <laughs> Um, I am not one of those TikTokers. Um, but also you can listen to it in your own time. You can take your time listening to it. Uh, so, also, this is a pause, a moment for you to pause, stretch your legs, and tell your friends that you love them. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna see you in part two. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>